Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of John. Today is episode 129. We're looking at John chapter 9, verses 24 to 34. This is continuing in the narrative of the healing of the blind man. Jesus healed the man. He spit on the ground, made some mud, put it on the man's eyes, told him to go wash in the pool of Siloam. He regained his sight. He went home. His neighbors, the people knew him, were amazed. Some people brought him to the the Pharisees, the religious leaders, to see what they could make of this. And they challenged the man. He said, he's a prophet. Then, seems maybe some other religious leaders got involved, and they're brought in his parents and demanded to know if he really was their son, if he really was born blind, and quizzing everybody, how did this happen? Because the healing took place on the Sabbath. So they got a conundrum here. Jesus has appeared to do an incredible miracle, yet he did it on the Sabbath. He broke the rules. What are they to make of this? So let's read today's passage, John 9, 24 to 34. So a second time they summoned the man who had been blind and told him, Give glory to God. We know this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether or not he's a sinner, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind and now I see. Then they asked him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? I already told you, he said, and you didn't listen. Why do you want to hear it again? You don't want to become his disciples too, do you? They ridiculed him. You're that man's disciple, but we're Moses' disciples. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but this man, we don't know where he's from. This is an amazing thing, the man told them. You don't know where he's from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but if anyone is God-fearing and does his will, he listens to him. Throughout history, no one has ever heard of someone opening the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he wouldn't be able to do anything. You were entirely born in sin, they replied, and are you trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. Oh, this is, this is where it's really getting good. So, so a second time they summoned the man who'd been born blind. The, the first word there, so, could be translated as therefore. That's their... They weren't getting anywhere with the man's parents. They were answering accurately, truthfully, but they weren't going to go beyond that. Yes, this is our son. Yes, he was born blind. We all can tell that he can see now. Beyond that, we don't know nothing. So they call him back in and they say, give glory to God. This we see in Joshua 7.19. When Joshua was leading the Israelites into the promised land to take possession of the land, they first went to Jericho, and God delivered Jericho in a very miraculous way. But they were told, don't take anything from Jericho. It's to be all dedicated to God. Yet the man Achan kept some uh, gold and silver and a a cloak he found, and God's judgment was on the people because of that. They cast lots to find out who the guilty person is, and it all comes down to Achan. So in Joshua 7.19, Joshua says to Achan, My son, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel. Make a confession to him. I urge you, tell me what you have done. Don't hide anything from me. So it's basically uh, here in front of God, fess up, 
tell us what you did. And that phrase is what they're using here. Give glory to God. Fess up. Tell us the truth. What's going on? We know that this man is a sinner. Basically, it's a threat. Agree with us or else. But also the little side note here, they're basically saying Jesus' healing of you was a sin. Jesus committed a sin in restoring your sight because he did it on the Sabbath. Well, this guy is pretty bold here with these religious leaders. Verse 25, he answered, Whether or not he's a sinner, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind and now I can see. You can't argue with this. The parents have been brought in to verify, yes, this really is our son. Yes, he really was born blind. Yeah, he can see. We can all see that. So you can't argue with what he's saying. I was blind and now I see. This is a fact. There's no interpretation here. This is just a fact. Now, as far as who Jesus is, where he came from, what he does, anything about him, what his resume is, I don't, I can't speak to that. But I was blind and now I see. Then verse 26, then they ask him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? Now, he's already told them. They're, they're looking for a loophole. Uh, maybe there's some details we missed. You know, maybe there's some something more that we can get him on other than just making a spoonful of mud on the Sabbath. Verse 27, I already told you, he said, and you didn't listen. Why do you want to hear it again? You don't want to become his disciples too, do you? Well, this guy is bold. Now, you got to wonder, this guy who's been a beggar his whole life, who just sat around hoping for charity his whole life, this guy is bold in front of the religious leaders. Where did he get this boldness? Well, this guy has been sitting around listening to people speculate on his sin his entire life. How did the whole thing begin? They come by this blind guy, and Jesus' disciples ask, is he blind because of his own sin? Or is he blind because of his parents' sin? He's been the, the brunt of that kind of discussion his entire life. This guy's been put down, ridiculed, made fun of his whole life. And, and here he is now, the, the subject of notoriety. And I think he's feeling pretty bold here. What are you going to do? Jesus healed me, opened my eyes. And you don't want to become his disciples too, do you? There's an implication here that I'm now his disciple. Do you want to become a disciple too? So verse 28, they ridiculed him. You're that man's disciple, but we're Moses' disciple. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but this man, we don't know where he's from. So we're following Moses. We know Moses was God's man. We know Moses was a prophet of God. God gave the law to Moses. We follow Moses. This guy, we don't even know where he's from. But yet, one of the issues that came up earlier was, we know where Jesus is from. He's from Nazareth. When the Messiah comes, nobody's going to know where he comes from. He's going to be a man of mystery. So what do you do with that? But we don't know where he's from. Then verses 30 through 33 is the man's response to them. This guy, you got to love him. He says, this is an amazing thing. The man told them, you don't know where he's from, and yet he opened my eyes. 
They ridiculed him. Now he's laying it right back on them. You guys are the religious experts, and you haven't figured this out yet? This guy is doing these kinds of miracles, and you haven't figured it out yet? He opened my eyes, yet you don't know where he's from? Then he goes on. We know, he's giving them some theology now. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but if anyone is God-fearing and does his will, he listens to him. Throughout history, no one has ever heard of someone opening the eyes of a person born blind. If the man were not from God, he wouldn't be able to do anything. So he's dishing it right back at him because they said, we know he's a sinner. And here this man says, well, if he was a sinner, he wouldn't be doing these kinds of things. And he lays it out. This has never happened before. No one has ever seen this before. This isn't an unusual thing. This is a never thing. This isn't a, an odd thing, a, a unique thing. This is a never thing. This doesn't happen. So how can you say he's a sinner? Well, can their response be to this? It can only be ridicule. So verse 34, You were born entirely in sin, they replied. And you're trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. So they jump on the bandwagon. Back to the, the very beginning question, Jesus' disciples. Whose sin caused his blindness? This shows that they, they subscribed to that line of thinking. The man has, was born blind, so obviously he was born in sin, either his own sin or his parents' sin. So you were born entirely in sin, and you're trying to teach us how dare you lecture us, the religious experts, you born in sinner person, and they threw him out. Now, this could mean they threw him out of where they were, either in some meeting hall or something, and they said, get out of here. Or it could mean, in fact, probably means they expelled him from the synagogue because that was the threat. That's why his parents were afraid to say too much because they knew that if anyone said that Jesus was the Messiah, they would be expelled from the synagogue, excommunicated. So that's probably what it actually means is he, they excommunicated him. It's not blatant, but it, it might be that. Interesting in the progression of the man's view of Jesus. Start out the man they call Jesus. Then it became a prophet. And now it sounds like he's saying, I'm a disciple. But even that's still going to modify some as we continue in the narrative. So the religious leaders, there's no convincing them of anything. They know they're right. They know what they think. And the thing is, it's not that they're such incredibly good followers of Moses. It's they're incredibly good followers of how they've reinterpreted Moses. And that's a dangerous place to be when you have rewritten the basics that have been given to us by God and added a bunch of things on and then now elevated your own additions to be equivalent to what God has said and now you end up, like these guys are, actually fighting against God. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of John.